ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, September 28th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're here today until 6 o'clock taking your phone calls and texts. The phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Also got the text line open and ready to go. It is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So we'll start getting some of your text in this hour. I've got Dan D'Antoni wrapped up talking to him earlier today over at Marshall as a basketball Season. I guess it's official now, practice beginning. The women are going to be in action uh, on the court against each other officially on Friday. So I had a chance to catch up with Tony Kemper as well. So you'll hear from both coaches. And Tavion Kinsey later this week. I'm going to I'm gonna save Tavion for, for tomorrow. But I couldn't save this today. I'm talking to him earlier and... He's excited going to a new league, Sunbelt. Teams don't have scouts on him. He doesn't have scouts on them. So it's like fresh competition, new teams. You don't know enough. And and I just looked at him, and I I was almost dead serious because, let's be honest, who's the best player on Marshall's team? Arguably, it's Tavion Kinsey. Tavion probably is the, the guy on the team. So I asked Tavion, just straight up, do you really think, as far as scouts are concerned, nobody knows who you are? Here's what he had to say. I would hope not. I would hope they don't know who I am. That's what I need them to I would hope nobody knows who I am. I would hope I'm just a brand-new player in this conference, and that would be great for me because nobody would send a scout, nobody would send a double team or anything like that. I would just be able to play basketball regularly. No, you're gonna get double team, Tay. Don't don't worry about that. It's it's not gonna change up for you. They know who you are. Top of the scout, stop Tavion Kinsey. You know that's the case. So uh, we'll hear more from we'll hear more from Tavion tomorrow. Uh, Dan D'Antoni coming up. Uh, we had some fun with him. He's having a he's having a good time. He's enjoying life, and he's also enjoying a new haircut if you follow me on Twitter I, I retweeted this earlier I was I was helping out I was holding the microphone for for 13 sports there and so if you follow me on Twitter you see you see my arm in that video shot which is fine my my arm my arm was doing work there holding microphones and 13 asking the tough questions. Channel 13, always there, always asking the tough questions. And Cassidy Wood asked him about the hair. You know what Dan had to say about the hair? Yeah, well, I I was so bad last year coaching, I put on a new hairstyle so that uh, I could go incognito. Maybe they they wouldn't know who it was before I got going again, you know. So, uh, yeah, this is the L.A. look. So, yeah. Sorry, West Virginia, <laughs> but but anyway, yeah. You look, life's fun. You got to you got to enjoy yourself, and uh, part of who you are is how you look, and how you keep things around you, and just enjoy it. You know, you take a little ribbon, but that's fine too. I, 
I enjoy that. It's no problem. Dan taking a little ribbon on the hair, but Dan's enjoying his life. We're going to hear from him a little bit later on the program, get his thoughts on the upcoming season. He talks about the schedule as well. I know some of you not happy with the schedule. So Dan talked about that, and we'll hear that coming up on the show. Also, we'll hear from Tony Kemper as I uh, sat down with him earlier as well and talked to him about his upcoming season. There are a couple of things uh, that have happened that have been released since I, I was at Marshall earlier today. So first up, Hoops in Huntington. That's coming up. It's called Hoops in Huntington. It's an outdoor event. It is set for Thursday, October 13th. It's going to start at 7.30 p.m. on 3rd Avenue in front of Pullman Square. This is going to feature the men's and women's basketball teams. I'm going to be there doing the show live from 5 to 6 on Thursday right here on ESPN 94.1 AM 930. Now, this event's going to have student-athletes. It's going to have skill challenge, three-point competition, a three-on-three game. It's going to have a hot shot competition. There's going to be a scrimmage on an outdoor court, and that's going to sit on 3rd Avenue between the Marshall University Visual Arts Center and Pullman Square. So they're going to shut down 3rd Avenue from 9th Street to 10th Street. There will be inflatables, face painting for the kids, and there's going to be an autograph session with the men's and women's teams, and there's also going to be a kids' knockout competition prior to the student-athletes taking the court for warm-ups. So that's what we've got coming up. And, again, that's on Thursday, October 13th. I'll be there. I'll keep reminding you. So if you have a moment on Thursday, you can come down and support the herd and see uh, what the Thundering Herd looks like. It's going to be outdoors. So that's going to be interesting as well. So it's called Hoops in Huntington. Speaking of outdoors, things are uh, looking pretty pretty dicey right now. because of impending rainfall, weather, you know, affecting the southern part of the, of the country. And so Marshall's match with Coastal Carolina, that's been moved up a day. It was set for Friday at 7 p.m., but both teams have agreed move that contest up a day due to the impending rainfall and, honestly, it's not going to be a favorable condition to play a soccer match on that field. If, if all if all that weather that we're looking at on the radar is going to hit, it's not going to be it's not going to be a good situation. So Marshall and Coastal Carolina are going to play tomorrow at 7 p.m. And by the way, Marshall moving up one spot in the rankings, number three now. The Thundering Herd, the number three team in the world of soccer. So. Again, Marshall is a soccer school. That's not saying that Marshall isn't a football school or a basketball school. That's saying Marshall is a soccer school, and rightfully so. So our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll take your text. i got to clear some text out from yesterday after the show. Came in right as we were going off the air. Uh, Texter wrote in about um, fan support and said that, and qualified this as, you know, maybe, you know, the Texter said, maybe I'm not the typical fan. I support the team win or lose. Yes, I am much more excited when we win versus when we lose. 
What I want to see is continued improvement. I believe Coach Huff is doing the right things to move us in the right direction. So I wanted to get that from the text line yesterday as we will start taking your comments today. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So now that you've got the number, you can be a part of the program. We're going to hear more from Dan D'Antoni. Upcoming season, new conference. We'll hear about the schedule as well. Some of you are not fans of the non-conference schedule. And Dan will explain why the schedule is the way it is. We'll have that for you when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of today's show. As promised, I've got Dan D'Antoni. We're not just going to focus on his hair if you weren't with us in the last segment. Uh, Dan got a new haircut. And then Tavion Kinsey is hoping that no one in the Sun Belt knows who he is so he can avoid the double team. Some good stuff from earlier today. And we've got Dan D'Antoni talking about the season. He was pretty optimistic. He was feeling pretty good. Just talking to him, he's still excited for for the game. He's still excited to be out there coaching. And he's excited for the upcoming season. And so he was asked, what makes this season different? Why is he excited? And obviously he pointed to the calendar change as one of those reasons. Well, it's 22, I believe, instead of 21. You know what? It's different young men that you get to work with every day. It's a different challenge. Obviously, we're going into a new uh, conference, which will be interesting to see where we stack up, where we, where we are. I had a tough season last year, and nobody was happy with it. And, uh, poor between the portal, COVID, and, uh, you know, I misjudged uh, the need for a portal player. We didn't, we didn't have any last year. We picked up one this year to plug and uh, get us back on track and see if we can't get back to our our winning ways. Dan's acknowledging the portal. I think that should make a lot of you happy. He's acknowledging the portal, realizing that, all right, this is where it's going. I'm going to have to get in there as well. So that means to me we'll see more, hopefully, I'm not saying we're going to see every single player being a portal player, but we're going to see if Marshall sees a player available in the portal and that can fit a need and fill a hole, I think Marshall's going to go after that player in basketball. So that's what that sounded like to me. As far as the Sunbelt competition is concerned, Dan, I mean, he hasn't just been sitting back and hanging out. He said he's watched every Sunbelt Conference game, every team. So he knows what these teams are about. Is He's uh, definitely well-prepared. Yeah, I've watched every game that in their conference, and I've watched us again, repeated us, and uh, – not a whole lot of difference, to be honest with you. It's uh, both athletic conferences. Both have a history, but people don't remember Louisiana, but they were the raging Cajuns back in my day, and they beat us in the NCAA tournament uh, with Mike's team, which was ranked, I think, 12th in the country. They had Bo Lamar, who was top scorer in the country. And uh, 
Georgia State's had a good run. Of course, we brought in uh, uh, Old Dominion, who's always been, been good. Happy State was old rival. Southern Conference gave Marshall fits. And uh, so it's a good conference. I, if you're thinking we're downgrading, we're not. It's pretty par with Conference USA. So Dan thinks that you're not losing anything. You're not going to go into a league that's not as good as Conference USA. You're going into a league that's right there with Conference USA. So no drop of quality there. Dan talked a little bit about uh, some of the newcomers, the impact that they're going to have to have if Marshall's going to be successful this season. Well, I think a lot of the season will pivot on that. I think you're right in saying, you know, pretty well established what Andy, Tavion, Obina are going to do. Uh, Cam has also proven it, not here, but he's proven it other places what he can do. So it's going to rest on those three newer comers, which is uh, Wyatt Frisk, uh, Jacob Connor, and Mike uh, uh, Hanlogden. And if they play prominent roles, then we should see some uh, big improvement from last year. So we just have to kind of wait and see. They're all freshmen. Uh, so it's uh, there's not a whole, whole lot of history, college history behind them. But they do have a lot of talent, and they have looked good at the beginning. So, you know, you can't look too far ahead. I think we all make mistakes as coaches, players, and fans about looking, oh, what's next? Oh, oh, instead of, hey, enjoy what we got. You know, they're going to come out here, great kids, go play hard for Marshall and be a part of the Marshall family. So he's excited. He's looking for the newcomers. Hopefully they're going to step up. And uh, another point that he talked about was the importance of the veterans. Now, you mentioned you got Obina out there, you got Andy out there, you got Tavion out there. Those guys are going to give you some some sense of continuity, I think, some experience. You're going to have some veteran leadership out there. So Dan talked about that importance. Well, very important. And I would, even though he wasn't here, put Cam in that regard. So those four have got to tug hard. So, you know what? A coach is always just as good as his players. And, you know, I'm rooting for them because <laughs> I want to be good. So I'm rooting for them to do a good job. And, and I, I know that they put the work in. They've been here every day trying to give Huntington, State of West Virginia, Tri-State, all they can. And proud of the efforts they've made to get here. And we'll just see what they do. But they're not going to lose me. I'm, I'm their biggest fan. Dan D'Antoni on the importance of those veterans. Now, one of those veterans could have stayed, could have left, could have went after the big dollars, could have went into the transfer portal, could have done anything and decided, I'm going to stay. And that's Tavion Kinsey. So Tavion is a big part of this team. He brings you that experience. He's someone that can lead this team. You can depend on him for offense he's staying I think make sure that this Marshall team is going to have a competitive team and a shot this year a legitimate shot he can win anywhere Dan was asked about that you know he could have left you know how hard did you have to maybe sway him recruit him to stay and Dan just talked about his situation and, and why Tavion decided to stay well, I think that speaks, and, and again, I don't know if we recruited him 
for the program and the fans in the city of Huntington. You know, he's he feels at home here. And I think all of us had a part in bringing him back. And, yes, he could have gone a lot of places. And a lot of teams lost their players. We didn't lose our key players. They all stayed. And uh, that speaks well. You know, you get their teammates. They like their teammates. They're loyal to their teammates. They're loyal to our fan base. And so uh, by him staying, it's a, it's a lot of – it's us, but it's a lot of help from other people. And they gave it to us, and it's solid. Our program's solid. We just got to keep growing it. Dan D'Antoni on Tavion Kinsey and how important it was for him to stay. Now, the schedule. Let's talk about the schedule for a minute. I've heard from you. I've heard from a lot of people. And not just once. I've heard several people on several different days in person on this show, on social media. You don't like the schedule. You're not impressed with the schedule. There's not a power five team on the schedule. You, you're not excited for the opponents. There's a whole list of things that you have told me about this schedule. You're just, you aren't excited about it whatsoever. And so, Dan addressed that. Dan addressed that because the schedule, I think, is set to win. It's set up to win. That's the schedule we have here. It's set up to win because you're playing, you're playing some familiar foes. You've got Ohio, you've got Toledo, you get into conference play, you got Moorhead State. You're playing some, I think, winnable games to help the team win. And so there has been some dissension. And again, I'm not sure if all the people that I've heard from represents all the fans in regard to this schedule, but I've heard some varying opinions about how well, it's schedule is what it is. I'll still go and enjoy it. Or this is really, there's no power five opponent on this schedule. There's there's no really high-profile game on this non-conference schedule. So Dan talked about the schedule today with us. And he flat out said, look, we, we did not schedule a power five. I mean, it's obvious. but And he talked about the reason why the schedule is the way the schedule is. Well, we're not going to a, a power five school. I know some people like to do that, but this year we, we've got to get our mojo back a little bit. And so by, you get mojos back by putting the W's up. So we've got to do that so that we go into the uh, Sun Belt on a roll, that we feel good about ourselves. We, we do have enough strength to schedule with uh, Ohio, Toledo, Duquesne at Duquesne, Akron. There's enough strength to schedule, and UNC Greensboro is not bad. And so we have enough strength of schedule to test us. I think we have some opponents that we can uh, get confidence in what we're doing, see it work, and then get into Conference USA. Because in the end, we're going to, at this level, you want to get in the NCAA tournament, you either have to go undefeated, which is very, very difficult, 
or you have to win the Sun Belt. So we're trying to build our schedule to win that Sun Belt. We start doing that regularly, we'll beef it up and try to get to where we can take uh, on a, a G5 maybe in a, a, a tournament uh, with a neutral floor, get some wins there, maybe get that second bid their body desires. Dan D'Antoni on the schedule, the way it is and why. What do you think? Are you buying that? Are you on board with the way the schedule is? Text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Some of you have already jumped in. Let's hear what you got to say. Texter wrote in and said, the Sun Belt is not a good basketball conference. I can't think of one school in the Sun Belt with any national recognition in basketball. I agree the Sun Belt is not a high-profile basketball league the way maybe Conference USA once was. And Conference USA had a lot of years with, with Memphis, living off Memphis. But Conference USA was regarded as a, a better league, a higher-profile league in basketball. Marshall's now in the Sun Belt, where I think Marshall's going to compete favorably. But there aren't that many teams in the Sun Belt that you look at and go, hey, App State basketball. You don't think of App State basketball, right? James Madison? Okay. Uh, yeah, I might think of James Madison for basketball. So I agree in the standpoint that this isn't um, – if you want to say it's comparable to Conference USA, okay, that's fair. Again, Dan's watched all the games. I haven't watched all the games, so I'm not prepared to to make that statement. But he thinks it's going to be comparable to Conference USA. Let's hope that Marshall can be successful in the Sun Belt. That's where Marshall's at now. Let's hope that the Thundering Herd can be successful there. Texter wrote in and said, given our recent history with Toledo, Ohio, and Moorhead State, why would you call those winnable games? Or assume those are winnable games. I think Marshall should always be. Uh, I think Ohio should always be a winnable game. I'm not saying they're a bad program. I'm just saying Marshall, that should be a winnable game with Ohio and Toledo. Those should be winnable games. Marshall should be competitive with those like institutions in some regard. I mean, what do you want me to say? Yeah, you know what? Marshall can't win a single one of these games. Marshall can't beat Tennessee Tech or Coppin State or Moorhead State. Moorhead State's in Huntington. Ohio's in Huntington. Toledo's in Huntington. I like Marshall's chances in Huntington against Moorhead State, Toledo, and Ohio. Will Marshall win all those games? No. Will Marshall lose all those games? No. Are those winnable games? I think they're winnable games. Absolutely think they're winnable games. No disrespect to uh, Ohio, Toledo, or Moorhead State. But those have to be winnable games. You want to take this program further, those have got to be winnable games. And they're max schools. Hey, don't forget Akron. Akron's on the – don't forget Akron. We forgot Akron. It's back to the MAC with Akron on November 30th and then December 3rd, Ohio. So back to the MAC. 
you get Akron, Ohio, then Duquesne and Robert Morse on the road, and UNGC on the road, and then back at home against Toledo. So you're going to see the MAC a little bit. More text coming in. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I sit down with Tony Kemper when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're hanging out here at the Henderson Center. Uh, It's basketball practice day for the men, but Tony Kemper is here as well because the women get underway on Friday. And I know you've got to be just as excited as everyone because new league, new identity, new everything. Yeah, it is, you know, and our, our team's very much that way as far as, um, you know, we always knew this year was going to be kind of a reload year, and it is, and so we have a whole bunch of new faces that have really done a great job of acclimating to Marshall. Um, the I think the overall culture of the university and Huntington and also, you know, what we do in women's basketball. So we they've gotten off to a really good start through summer and, and through the um, what I would call the easy part of preseason. I think that the next month is is kind of where the rubber meets the road, and you really grow as a team. And um, you know the practices get harder, they get longer, they get more challenging. And so, I know that we're in a really good place to begin that. You know the next phase of our process, and I'm excited about them. So, whole bunch of new. You're right about the league and and the different challenges there. And we got a whole group of people, staff, players that are really excited about it all. Do you, do players actually? get excited about league play, things like that. I mean, it is a new league, so there's a lot of new faces, but is that something that excites a kid when they look at the schedule and they look at the opponents, maybe first-time opponents, or is it just, okay, that's the schedule, let's go play? Yeah, I think that I think that over the years you definitely we, – we try to educate them a little bit, you know, when they first get here, but it, it's – I think it's just like anything. You go through a process of a pl- as a player of, you know, you develop, um, you know, thorns in your side about this or that that happens. And I think it's fair to say we haven't really experienced that in the Sun Belt yet. I, I think that there's there's some good teams coming with us to the Sun Belt that we have some history with for sure. So, um, you know, the Old Dominion, Southern Miss, we're familiar with that. Um, and, but I think I think that we're going to develop things. You know, no one's old enough to remember, you know, your hatred or, or your whatever for Appalachian State. Our, our players don't have that, you know, and yet they don't have that yet. So there's a, there's a learning curve for some of that. And, and I also think that we're going to build some great new rivalries and things. I mean, the coastal trip makes a lot of sense for me to play them. And so I think that part's exciting. But, you know, I think each sport also develops kind of its own things you know obviously football great history with Appalachian State including the last couple of years playing them tremendous games and that um, you know but I think the way women's basketball plays out will probably be different than men's basketball than softball than this and that I mean the leagues are same same uh, same teams but different they're going to play out differently so I'm excited to see that and kind of where where our uh, excitement for different games falls and Obviously, the, the better teams are going to figure out a way to get excited every day, and hopefully we, we've got a group that's like that. 
On top of that, you're moving into a new league. You also have had a few months now with a new athletic director, and it feels like not just with basketball, but everywhere on campus, I'm always seeing something new. Something is moving, and that's got to be exciting not only as a coach for you to be able to say, hey, look, here's what's coming, here's what's happening, things are moving, but just for the current group of kids are here saying, oh, hey, this is this is something new. We, we like this. Yeah, I mean, it's really encouraging for me. I've, I've been here for a while, you know, and so it from our leadership from the top of the university, from from Brad um, and Christian, things are going in a really good direction. And I've sat in that chair over there and talked to a lot of recruits about what I thought was going to happen. Um, but it was kind of pictures on a wall. And things are moving, like real action is happening. So, um, you know, that you're right. It is exciting when you can kind of take a step back and go, no, things are really moving. You know, we're not talking about it. Things are moving. And um, I respect, you know, our ability to figure out ways to make it better, you know. And I'm, I'm excited about the things I see for women's basketball um, athletics as a whole and the university as a whole too. You know, we went, we went to Brad's, um, not very good with big words, his, his crowning as the new president, there's a better word for that, but I can't remember it. Um, and he said some really neat things. If you really listen to it about affordability for education, for our, our state and people to go to Marshall. And so there's obviously big ideas coming from here. And I think we have a lot of people in the right places to figure out how to get it done. I'm hanging out with Tony Kemper. It's a part of today's uh, basketball practice is getting underway for the men. The women will get underway on Friday. And you know, we talked about things that are going to be changing. It's going to be a little different atmosphere here. New court, new seat arrangements. Uh, the Henderson Center is going to be a really jump in place here with uh, the way everything's being rearranged, including where the students are going to be. Yeah, it's there's. I, I actually think, you know, not to, I don't, some things I think I know, but I don't know for sure. I think it's actually going to like be the opposite for men's that it is for women because our benches are on the other side. So there's, if you look at the Sun Belt, they they've done a really good job of putting together a complex rule book. And one of the things that you can't do is basically put your band right in front of. Um, you can't put them in the quadrant right by the visiting bench. So that's a different answer for a men's game as it is for a women's game. So um, there is some change. I think the biggest change for us, there's courtside seats now in women's basketball. And I'm really excited about that. I think it closes in the court. Um, it's going to provide some really great seats, um, you know, at, at a price point that's that's tremendous if you're into that kind of thing. You know, you're going to be right there by the action in a really comfy chair. We're going to move around some uh, – I think we're going to bring some concession access to the floor, which, you know, in the Henderson Center, that's important. If you want to sit down there, you got to you're not going to have to walk all the way up to find concessions. So um, the the changes are well thought out. Um, I don't think that we have had a formal release of you can go buy season courtside seats yet, but um, we're going to sell season tickets and we're going to sell courtside season tickets. So that stuff's coming really fast. And we want to have those seats full, and, and we want it rocking in there. And over the last couple of years, I think our program's done a good job of connecting in the community. And um, we see a lot of the same people coming to games. And I talk to a lot of people out in the community that have a really good time at women's basketball games. So we're just trying to grow that. Tony Kemper's my guest, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. So I had a practice on Friday, first official get-together. Who are you excited for? <laughs> well, 
I've tried to avoid that that answer for a really long time. And and you know, I do think it's a fair fair answer for me to say we're still learning that. You know, I mean, we have ten new players here, and we have uh, we've been in four hours of practice every day for about the last let's go with six weeks or something like that, and that's going to ramp up a lot. Um, we're basically going to double the amount of time we've had with them over the next like 20 days, you know? So I think that one thing that I can tell you is we have had a lot of people have good days, you know? And from my standpoint, I think it's going to make our staff's job really hard um, kind of in the early season to try to pick what we think is the best way forward. Um, but I like the older ones that have come in with, with leadership, maybe not at this place, but at other places. I think they've adapted quickly to how we play and the things we do. Um, so those are, you know, Kendall Millers from Akron. Um, I think Abby's been good from Shepard. Uh, Ashley um, Tudor from Radford. Rose Scott from SEMO. Uh, from all come in from a different culture, different programs, and adapted well to here. You know, we've got returners, CeCe Mays, Mo Matthews, Kia Civils, and others that are used to it here. Freshmen have been good. You know, there's some from West Virginia. Meredith, um, Meredith, Peyton Ilderton from down in Logan. So I can kind of go on and on, and, and I think it's fair to say if you put us all in here, we don't know the answers yet. We like where we're at. Um, and there's a lot of room to develop still. So um, that's a non-answer, Paul, for sure. That's coach speak a lot in there, but there's there's a lot of truth in what I'm saying. We have to learn our team, you know, and I don't have all the answers yet. You have someone who might help you with those answers. Uh, recently, Kennedy Colclaw uh, on the staff. So she just couldn't get enough of this place. She couldn't. She couldn't. She, uh, you know, she grew up in Huntington and then moved away kind of in the middle and we got her back now and, um, I think any time that you can hire someone that you feel like is talented from within your program um, is a positive from a coaching perspective. She's really taken taken off and run with our social media stuff. And in this era, you've got to be really good at that stuff from a recruiting perspective. And um, she's gotten our players out there. Um, if you go on like Instagram and, and things like that, there's a lot more content from practice and the things that we do that's just kind of fun and gives you an idea of who they are as people. And I think you can also, you know, you're in sports. I think those things have become more important to try to try to highlight that, that, um, you know, they're going to work really hard on the court, but they're also, they also have other things they're interested in. And so, you know, any of that stuff that you see is being driven by Kennedy. And we knew that coming in that we wanted to grow in that. And she's provided, you know, definite improvements in that stuff. And, she'll continue to get better at it as well. So, you know, the other thing that we're doing well as a, as a university and athletic department, um, you know, volunteering in the community, community outreach is really important to, to our new leadership in the athletic department. And Kennedy is running that from a women's basketball perspective. Um, and our, I think our athletic department has really done some good things quickly and adapted to kind of a new culture of that being important. And Kennedy leads that for us. So, I'm happy with where we're at. We're kind of learning every day um, about um, the the differences of the job that I used to have versus the job I have now. And I, I really I like the new challenges. Um, we're getting most of it right, I think. <laughs> I think. Tony Kemper with me. Uh, so TikTok videos of you dancing soon, right? 
Um, you know, it, sometimes when you, if you have read receipts on your phone and you just see the dot, 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 I'll just leave you with dot, 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 dot on that. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not a dancer, but I usually tell them, you know, if I got to do it, I'll do it. Tony Kemper, well, I'll talk to you soon. We got practice beginning officially for you on Friday, and then I'm sure uh, down the road uh, we'll have some uh, more exciting news coming out with Marshall women's basketball. Yeah, I mean, it's going to start to be a busier time of year for basketball, and, and you know, rightfully so. Um, other sports have been cranking out things and have good good things happen for them, and but we are it's getting cold out there, and so it's it's starting to be fall weather, which means we move inside and we get ready for basketball. Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. we got more coming up. Stay tuned. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment. Plenty of time for you. Our text line always stays open during the show. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. If you're just joining us late, a couple of items from Marshall today. The Coastal Carolina matchup with the Thundering Herd. That is going to be now moved. It was scheduled for Friday, but we've got a lot of uh, impending heavy rainfall and the field conditions are going to probably suffer as a result. So the matchup that was set for Friday is going to be moved up. It's going to be tomorrow. So Thundering Herd taking on Coastal Carolina that has been moved up to 7 o'clock tomorrow. And some good news out of the NFL. Nazi Johnson on the active roster. That is uh, per reports from ESPN. So the Kansas City Chiefs promoting defensive back Nazi Johnson to the active roster. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, more of Nazi out there. And you know who's a big Chiefs fan? It's uh, the guy I just talked to. If you weren't with us, it was Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. Big Kansas City Chiefs fan. And then the big story of the day, well, as far as what should excite you, is there's going to be a basketball event outdoors on 3rd Avenue in front of Pullman Square on Thursday, October 13th. It's called Hoops in Huntington, and it's going to have student-athletes. You're going to get a chance to meet a lot of the men and women. You're also going to see some skill challenges. There's going to be a three-point competition. There's going to be a scrimmage on an outdoor court. That's going to sit on 3rd Avenue between the Marshall University Visual Arts Center and Pullman Square and some other activities as well. So 3rd Avenue is going to be shut down from 9th Street to 10th Street. There will be some inflatables, face painting for the kids, you know, things like that, fun, festive things. I'll be there. The show is going to be there. We, I've known about this for a little while now, so I can tell you. show is going to be there October 13th. I'll be there my normal time, 5 to 6, right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Should be fun. Looking forward to it. It's going to be an outdoor event, so there'll be plenty of opportunity for you to just, you know, it's going to be more fun than just going to the Henderson Center, don't you think? For something like this, it's going to be more fun. You know, it's going to be an outdoor, festive opportunity for the kids to go out and have some fun here. It's unique. It's different. It should be fun. We'll have a, we'll have a good time together. So I'll see you down there on the 13th. I get underway 5 to 6, and, of course, the event itself uh, will start 
at 7.30. So that's what's scheduled for Marshall basketball. As uh, you heard earlier, comments from Dan D'Antoni, if you missed any of that, we'll have it on the podcast later on. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just wherever you get your podcast. That's probably the easiest way to do it. If you, you use something different, you'll get the show right there, and it's free. So if you would follow, it'll come to you directly. If you like just going searching it out, once it's posted, you can listen to it anytime at your leisure, and it's completely free. But the best way to keep following is obviously to become a follower, and it'll come right to your device. Been a fun show today. Dan D'Antoni putting us in the uh, the right mood. We'll hear some tomorrow from Andrew Taylor, Tavion Kinsey. We'll hear from some of the Marshall football players as well tomorrow. So we're getting closer to Marshall and Gardner-Webb. The football game that hasn't happened in Huntington for a while is back. So we finally get to see a football game again in Huntington. For this time, it's going to be Marshall-Gardner-Webb. I want to say this is going to be a game that's going to be one to get healthy on. Marshall needs a game to get healthy on. This is the game you dial up to get healthy on. Then you got Louisiana. Hopefully the weather holds. I know that's a concern for some of you. I've, I've, I've heard from some of you that's a concern. Weather, it's Gardner-Webb. Hopefully the weather holds. We'll have a good time. I'll see you out there no matter what, rain or shine, Thunder Street, Saturday, 1230, as we get you closer to kickoff that day. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. And as I said, if you ever want to go back and listen to the show, you can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can get it on Spotify. You can get it on whatever you get your podcast. And you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. And I'm always posting fun things here and there. So I appreciate any chance you get to log on, give me a follow. And we'll talk to you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.